What's up, beautiful kings and queens? It's your girl, Regal, and you guys are listening to Queens Club Radio. If you're coming back for the third episode, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate you guys coming back time and time again. If this is your first time listening to the show, thank you and welcome. Come on into the Regal squad. Um, yeah, so you guys, I just checked. The, the podcast is doing amazing in my eyes. Any little success is a big success to me. So I'm celebrating all the wins. 38 listens so far in, what, three weeks? It could be zero listens. So I'm super, super ecstatic about that. Um, It's available on eight different platforms, which I'm so thankful to Anchor for because without Anchor, I wouldn't have even known about those other platforms. And I can record it here, upload it here, and they get broadcasted everywhere, which is so dope. So I'm geeked. Um, yeah, I've had an amazing week. I hope you guys have as well. I literally just got home from visiting my brother. He's locked up, um, out in Eloy, Arizona. So I just got back. We took mom out to see him, which was so necessary just because, you know, her health's not doing too good and she's, um, she's not doing too good. And I know that they need to see each other. That's her baby. That's her pride and joy. So I'm happy that we were able to make that happen. Yeah, so let's jump right into the goods I got for you guys tonight. Um, as you guys can see from the title, it's called It Be Your Own Self. I mean, now that in and of itself is that I could just drop the mic and go on about my business because we all have been there. We have all put ourselves in situations that were not good for us. Um, and it's it just like we stay there. I know for me personally, I was a huge victim. I wanted to just be the victim so bad, not realizing that all you're doing is claiming to be a victim and say, woe is me, woe is me, somebody help me, somebody help me, that I didn't realize that majority of my life, I spent that time self-sabotaging myself. And I just felt like when things were going real good for me, and I'm like, yo, this is dope. Okay, this is going well for me. This is going well for me. In the back of my mind and deep in my heart, I never felt like I deserved those things. So eventually, I would do something to mess it up. Whether that was not speaking up for myself, excuse me, making a horrible decision that would end the good things. Um, And then everything would come crumbling down around me, right? And I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe they did this to me. Why did they stop doing that? Or why didn't they just tell me? But at the end of the day, it's like, but you made a choice and these are the consequences, you know, or you didn't make and do an action and these are the consequences. And I never wanted to take accountability for anything that was going on in my life. It was just like, okay, things are happening to me, never because of me. And I don't know if y'all have been there before, but although it could be very comfortable because you never feel like you have to do anything to get yourself out of it. But it's very frustrating because you just sitting there and you feel like, damn, I can't get right to save my life. What am I doing wrong, Lord? And God, why aren't you helping me? I'm trying everything when you really not. And you're just putting all your blame out there, right? So what does that do? It causes isolation because the people around you tired of getting blamed for your grown ass making mistakes and not wanting to uh, take responsibility for them. And then that makes you angry at God because you feel like he's not even listening to any of my prayers. I can't believe this is happening. And 
it got to a point where I really set myself down and I just realized that you're waiting for a savior. You're waiting for somebody to come and save you. And you're looking for that fairy tale. You know, I had that whole fairy tale going on. And I didn't know whether my daddy was going to come and save me, my biological one, or some dude that I thought was going to whisk me off my feet like pretty woman and shit and just make me, oh my God, the most beautiful, richest girl in the world. <laughs> That's type BS or what the hell was going on. But it just came a point in my life where I realized, yo, I'm tired of this. And the real, real pivotal moment for me is I was describing something to my dad, my actual father, and he was telling me, you know, and I'm grown now. I was 27 at the time. And he was like, you know, it just can't be me trying to work on our relationship. You're a grown now. If you want a relationship with me too, you got to work at it. And I mean, at the time he may have been right, but I was thinking, hmm, nah, this ain't how it's going to work, Pimpin, because I've been waiting my whole life for a relationship with you. I have been there hanging on waiting for the calls on my birthday hoping a piece of construction paper that say i love you come on a birthday and it didn't and the analogy i gave him it was so powerful and profound because once i told him it was like i got clarity and i just said it is not my job to try to make this relationship work because i have been waiting on you i've been and I said, let me put it to you this, Dad. Dad. I said, imagine me being a little girl waiting on the side of the road for you, waiting for you to come and save me, to come and get me. And you never freaking came. You never came. And so I'm still there waiting for you. The little girl inside me is still there waiting for you to come and save me. And I said, I can't do it no more. So if you're not going to put the effort in, because then I'm not, because I can't do it. And right now I'm working on a relationship with me and I am the most important person. I have to come first. And if you can't respect that, then we're not going to have a relationship together. And in that moment, I realized, well, I'll be damned. I am still that little girl waiting on the side of the street for somebody to come and save her. And then in the next moment, I realized no one's coming. No one is coming, Rebecca. No one's going to come. It's on you. And in that moment, being 27, really struggling to get out of the low self-esteem, the never feeling good enough, the... Um, just everything, feeling like I was going mentally insane, you know? Like maybe I even had multiple personality disorders and I really thought I was crazy, y'all. Like I was just really tripping. My life was in chaos, complete chaos, mentally, emotionally, and physically. I was in chaos and I was just sitting there waiting on somebody to come, just waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> it's so crazy. And going back to that thinking I was crazy part, that really was taking a toll on me, uh, on my sanity, because I'm sitting here thinking I'm crazy and trying to explain my thoughts to people. And they're like, mm, no, you sound kind of crazy. I don't know what you're trying to say. And not really being able to form the way my thought process was going and just feeling like there's always two 
or even sometimes three people inside of you and they all fighting for different things, but you're trying to fight to be a better woman. That is hard and it's so difficult. And that is why I'm a huge advocate of therapy because you know, growing up, that was never an option. You know, it was never uh, air your dirty laundry, keep that in the house. Don't talk about it. Just pray about it. God got us. And yes, he does. But he also put therapists on his damn earth for a reason. And I definitely feel like we need to utilize them because we go and we talk to our family about things that were raised just the same as us from somebody who has the same ideologies, the same viewpoints, the same uh, brokenness sometimes. And all we're getting is information from somebody who's biased and they they think the same way that you do most, most of the time. Not healthy. It's just unhealthy person trying to make another unhealthy person, person excuse me, healthy. And it's just not going to work, you know? So, and I just love how sometimes it's so simple when the way God reveals things to you and I just call this next story, the road of revelation. Now I'm driving y'all, right? And I'm thinking about my battle of self. I'm in Phoenix, Arizona, the same road I've drove, driven, excuse me, hundreds of times, nothing new, nothing inspiring really. And I'm just music off rolling. And I'm just like, you know, God, am I really crazy? Like, cause I can't be going insane. Like I'm about to have a baby. Like, not a baby, my niece. But anyway, I can't be going crazy. Like, I just feel like there's just too much going on. I don't know. It's like, I'm so confused. I'm lost. And he says, stop that. You just be making stuff too damn hard. Now, of course, God didn't say damn, but rock with me, y'all. And he like, you just be making stuff too damn hard for yourself. Like, of course you feel crazy because there is a battle within you. And it's the old self and the self that you are becoming. Hmm. And it was just so, to me, your old self and the self that you are becoming, they are in a war within you. They're in a war within you. And instantly when I heard this, y'all, tears fell from my eyes. And I just started praising, hallelujah, and thanking him. Because I don't know if y'all have ever dealt with mental illness and really walking around these streets thinking you crazy. And just to get clarity that nah, it's the person that is dying within you and the person that is getting birthed within you fighting and they clashing. So I actually say you should be happy to feel crazy because then you know that you working towards your goals. That person within you is fighting for your life. And that's all on you. You're fighting for your life to become better, to elevate yourself, to level up. And I instantly started rejoicing because I knew in that moment that I was going to win, that I was going to win because I was never going to stop fighting, never going to stop fighting. I just can't do it. And so I was just like, yo, I wanted to dig a little deeper. Like, well, what is it? Like, what's that old person? Why is it that they're fighting so hard too? And then I realized that there was that little girl inside of me. She's been there for a long time, waiting for someone to come and save her, waiting for her savior, right? And so I did a little research real quick. I wanted to get the actual 
definition of weight. I really wanted to dig into that. So I found two variations really similar, but the first one it says stay where one is or delay action until a particular time or until something else happens. Stay where one is or delay action until someone arrives or is ready. That's the first one. And that's what I've been doing my whole life. I've been waiting for something to happen or for someone to come and be ready to do whatever it is that I, my own self, needed to do. And the second one, now this is where I'm at. Because, you know, if you were raised in church, you always hear that, oh, you better pray on it and just wait on the Lord, girl. Just wait on the Lord. And I just feel like so many of us in the black community, especially, we just sit in our arm and just wait on the Lord. But what are you doing while you wait? Are you ready? Are you working? Like, what are you doing? So this one says, wait, remain in readiness. Remain in readiness for some purpose. Read that again, y'all. Remain in readiness for some purpose. When I read that, I was like, okay, God, I see you. I see what you're doing. And then I went to look for readiness. What the heck does readiness mean? The state of being fully prepared for something, willingness to do something, immediacy, quickness, or promptness. And this is the weight that we need to be doing at all times, because what I realized in this journey in the last year and a half, the person that I've been waiting to save myself is me. My whole life, I've been ready and waiting for me to show up, grab my hand and say, let's go, mamas. I got you. I got you. And we're going to make it so that we ain't never got to feel like this again. And I'm getting real hype right now because it's just so amazing. When you realize that you that one and you can do it, like, man, can't nobody tell me nothing. So it's that battle of that little girl and this queen that I'm becoming, that I'm walking into. They were fighting. They were clashing. But I realized I need to stop fighting her and I need to love her because that was making me feel crazy. So I started loving on that little girl, going back to see what she need, to see where these issues stem from and why I always feel like a fight instead of some progress happening. Why can't it be peaceful and love and happiness? And then that's when, you know, God started revealing these things to me, me wanting everybody's approval when I've already been chosen, you know, me dealing with my dad. And although I had forgiven my dad so many times in our relationship, I had never released him from excuse me, the pain and the hurt that he caused me. I was still holding that man accountable for all that and rightfully so. But what I realized is that in that, I was causing my dad to hate himself. And that's the same damn thing that I'm trying to get out of, self-hatred. And I'm allowing someone else to stay there because of the pain they caused me years ago. It can never be the undone. His choices are already, they've already come to fruition. They've already, the consequences of his choices have already unfolded. All I can do now is forgive, let go, and let God and move on. But I'm going to tell you all about that story too, because it is powerful. And I did get some healing with my father that I needed. 
And I did let go of that meeting everyone's approval. And that's why last week's episode was so huge, y'all, because I let go of that feeling of people aren't going to accept me if I tell them this. People aren't going to accept me if I have herpes. People are going to laugh at me. People are going to talk about me. But y'all are going to talk about me and it's cool because y'all been talking about me my whole life. And it's good. Like, look, I've still made it. I've overcome so much. So I said all that to say this, sometimes it be that little girl and that little boy in you that makes you feel crazy and you fighting against it. Sometimes stop fighting, see what they need, let them get their healing so that you can walk away from that, from that little boy, that little girl peacefully, you know what I'm saying? So that you can go on and let go of all that baggage because where we're going, you can't bring none of that with you. And the next level, there's less room for all your baggage, for people that are toxic, for for addictions that you have. There's less room the higher up you go. So let it go. See what they need. Give them that healing. And then you got to start trusting, trusting in your own self and just knowing that you are one with God. I'm going to say that again. I didn't make a mistake. You are one with God. The other day, I'm out like 6, 30, 6, 6.30 in the morning. The like 30 minutes you get in Arizona before it's scorching hot. I'm listening to the birds chirp. I got my feet on the ground. I just got my eyes closed and I'm just listening. And I'm being one with nature. And in that time, I start praying and I'm like, God, you know, thank you so much for you know, allowing me to just prosper and have this platform and letting Queens Club come and grow into something. And I'm thanking him and I'm like, I made the comment, what I said, I said, and just being one with you and immediately in my human mind, I was like, oh no, I didn't, I didn't mean that. Like, I'm sorry, God, I'm not trying to say that I'm like you. And it was just like, he was like, oh, Like, here you go, diminishing yourself again. Like, you are my child. You are one with me. We are flesh of flesh. You understand? In the spirit realm, spirit of spirit. And you keep diminishing yourself as if you are not all that I created you to be. You are one with me. And I was just like, dang. And see, even as you progress on this journey, there is always going to be room for you to grow and for you to learn. So many times, and especially, you know, I'm not trying to get on Christianity or Christians at all, but being in the church, I do feel like I have learned from being in the church to not put myself as highly as I should in a high regard as I should. But when you think about it, God is with us all the time. And it's through him that we can do all things. All things. Because he gives us strength. Because he is in us, within us, flowing through us, giving us that strength. And if he can do all things, that's why we can do all things. And it really only works like that if you are one with something. If you're connected so heavily and so strongly in a bond that can't be broken that you will become one. That's how you can rock and roll and move just like they do. Because even if 
you just think of it like, okay, my mom, I can't do everything that my mom can do. I can do some of the stuff that she can do. And some of it I can't even do as good as she can do. But with God, it's through him working and loving through us, his love flowing through us, that we can do all things just like he can do all things. And I was just like, dang. I sat back and I really, I had to open my eyes and just sit there like, God, I feel you. Like, I feel you on that one. And you know what? I used to be like, I can't say that, you know what, I'm a goddess. And it was so prophetic. My brother just like, (laughs) I don't know if any of y'all know, some of y'all know my brother. And my brother is, he's dope. He's one of the the best humans I've ever met in my entire life. And I'm not just saying that because I'm biased, but if you ever met D. Ray Hannah, you understand what I'm talking about. Like, he's that guy. Um... But yeah, so we were talking about levels and stuff, and he was just telling me, he was like, yeah, there's different levels, you know, to what you're talking about, your self-love journey. And I'm like, yeah, I'm already knowing, you know, there's the woman, the queen, and then the goddess. And he just starts cheesing. And he goes, you know, when you're a woman, you know the things that you're supposed to do. And he was like, but to get to that goddess is when all things are in alignment, right? When your mind, your body, and your actions all line up. And I'm like, hmm. He was just telling me the story about how he got popped and how he knew he shouldn't have been doing it. And he was like, no, no, but he did not listen. And then it landed him 10 years in the federal penitentiary. You know what I'm saying? So things like that. Learning to listen when we've reached that next level. Um. So yeah, y'all, it's just crazy. So that's one thing I wanted to tell you. Um, And another thing, how it be our own selves. Sometimes, y'all, we be so down and depressed and all we're thinking about is everything that's going wrong and everything that's going wrong in our lives and all the stuff that we want, but it's not coming and all the people that do us wrong. And all that is doing is attracting all that negative energy right back into you, right back into your life, into your world, to the people around you. Because the law of attraction, excuse me, is a real thing. It's a real, excuse me, thing. And I've seen it in my own life. And at work, I've done things where I literally start telling people, nope, this is what my team is gonna do at work. This is what we're going to do. We're going to be the first team to hit 100K, collecting that much money. And we've done it just like I said we were going to do. And so just so just like your tongue has the power to attract negative energy and negative situations to you, it also has the power to attract positivity. All you got to do is start speaking that thing into your life. Everything around you start watching who's the negative people you keep around you. Cut them off. You can love them, but love them from a distance. You know what I'm saying? And if you're the negative person, start changing your mind. I'm not going to lie. I was hella negative and very insecure. And so what I would do is I would start pointing out everybody else's insecurities before my own because I don't want people to look at me and start pointing mine out. So if I can laugh at somebody else and make me feel better about somebody else and it never worked, but that's what I would do to try to make it better. And I realized all you're doing is tearing somebody else down 
bringing them right down where you at because you didn't get no higher. You didn't feel any better. And now everybody just sees how insecure you are. It really sucks. So I really started looking at the law of attraction. You know, I did a little bit into the secret. I didn't watch all of them. I didn't really, you know, go purchase them and stuff. But just getting that, the secret is the law of attraction. And what you put out into the universe is what you're going to attract. That was enough for me. So I started speaking into self-love. I'm going to have self-love, you know. Thing, I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to do this. Anything that I wanted, I just keep repeatedly saying that I'm going to have it. And, you know, it's all about speaking what you really need and what you're worth. And sometimes knowing yourself worth can, worth, excuse me, can cost you everything. It can cost you everything. Now, going into this whole, you know, at work and speaking positivity and doing the whole, um, sorry, the secret and things like that and law of attraction. It can cost you a lot of things, but what you gain is so worth it. It's so worth it. And sometimes you got to gamble and you got to take be willing to bet on yourself. You got to be willing to bet on your damn self when nobody else will. We tell people how to respect us. We tell people what our boundaries are. And if we lie down and accept anything, then that's exactly what we'll get. Case in point. So... I've had a job uh, last December. I left a job, right? Now I was making the most money I've ever made in my life. Like I was making good money. I worked my way up to get there, but I was working, uh, making good money. And I've been working with the company for about three years. And a situation happened on Halloween. And I was asked to leave work because I was dressed in all black. And somebody thought I was the Black Panther and they were offended. Never mind my offense, because I was pissed. <laughs> I was pissed. When I tell y'all I was hotter than fish grease, um, luckily I had some people there that was able to keep me at bay because I was going in in that office. And I just let them know, like, first of all, you're not sending me home as a Black Panther because I'm not in a costume. Y'all seen this outfit before. And I'm pissed. Y'all sending Rebecca Antoinette home as a Black woman dressed in all Black, and that's racial discrimination. Um, long story short, I left that job. I could not continue to work there. I had meetings with HR, different directors and other directors. And, oh, you know, what can we do to make it better? I said a simple apology would be nice, but I already know it's not going to happen. Oh, well, why do you think that is? Because no one feels that they did anything wrong. Lo and behold, I never got an apology. So I ended up leaving the company hard pill to swallow did not have anything else lined up but there's just sometimes when one when you won't be obedient to god he's gonna force you to be obedient sometimes and i've been feeling like for months like i had gotten all that i had or needed out of that company and i had needed to go but being afraid thinking oh that money though yo like where am i gonna find another job making that much money da -da 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 -da. And so I never left and I kept, oh, well, you know, your mom's sick, you got FMLA. I was making all the excuses in the world to keep this job. But you know what I said, dang. I had my baby at this point and I was just like, some things are worth more than money. And that's my digni dignity 
teaching her that if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. So as scary as it was, I left. And it was a huge leap of faith. And I've been struggling since. You know what I'm saying? But I will not break and buckle because I know what God told me. And since I left that job, I have been getting taken care of like nobody's business. So I did get a job, ended up working, helping people, um, special needs kids at a high school, right? Now, this job was making about like $9 less <laughs> than what I was currently making at Lexington. Oops, I wasn't supposed to say the name, but whatever. Anyway, again, the other job. And I was like, man, you sure you want me to take this job? Because I don't know how I'm going to pay none of my bills on this. Like, And every time I would pray about it, it was like, take the job, take the job, take the job. So I'm like, cool, all right. So I took the job, struggling, struggling. And then I chose the option where you get money during the summer because I'm like, okay, cool. When I tell y'all my checks every two weeks was $395. I said, well, damn, <laughs> yo, God, let me holler at you real quick. Cause, uh, these bills, they don't understand this and neither do I scared out my mind when you making literally, if I hit OT at my old job and I could bring in 1800, 1700, 1900 and a paycheck coming and looking at this 395 where you're used to one paycheck covering your bills and you good, like to $395, I was thoroughly perplexed. <laughs> like, yo, God, you said you had my back, bro. And this is not cutting it. So yeah, I was struggling to say the least, you know, um, having my baby terrified that I'm a, you know, lose her. I had to get on uh, welfare. I hadn't been on welfare in years, you know, getting my food stamps, getting cash assistance. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to keep rocking with you because I know you told me to go here. Then my car got repossessed. And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, uh, I can't afford a car. Like, how am I going to get around? Mind you, I just moved, too, because prior to taking that job and getting my car repossessed, I got evicted from my apartment. So I'm like, man. All right. This is what we're going to do. This is, I just got to roll with the punches. I got to trust God. I know I wasn't supposed to be at that job no more. This is what we got to do. So all this has happened now. I'm working. Um, don't really like the new position. Um, no money really coming in. And it's hard. Y'all, it's hard to go to work for a place when you know that it cannot help you get out of your financial situation. Um, that was tough going every day. And then different things going on with my mom, with my baby. I'm missing so much time from this job that I'm like, look, I don't make enough to be cut short. But when you're a single parent and your baby going through things, your mom going through things, your sister needs some help with mom and stuff, like you got to do what you got to do. Um, and so, yeah, it was just a struggle. And then I started looking for another job and it was just like, nope, you're not going to get another job. You're not going to get another job. So... I'm, I'm toughening it out. And then lo and behold, I got the job through one of my homegirls that I used to go to church with a long, long time ago, my sister friend. And 
she's like, hey, I just started this business. It's called Haparazzi. I'm going to be selling $5 jewelry. And I'm like, yo, that's crazy because I've seen it on somebody's car. And I was like, $5 jewelry, that sounds legit. Like, I like to buy some of that, right? Not even thinking at it um, about it as a business plan. So she was like, hey, I know you're in a spot. I know you need some extra money. How about we just get you into the business? And I'm like, yeah, but you know, I'm not a salesperson. Da, 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 da. And she was like, no, like, I think you need to do this. You just really need to do it. And so I was looking and I was like, all right, bet. Let's do it. So boom, she buys my kit for me. And then I got my own business now, you know? And then God started revealing to me in that. You, just because you pray for a miracle don't mean I'm just going to drop a paycheck right in your hand. I need to see how you're going to work for what you want. How hard you're going to hustle for that blessing. Because some blessings come with some work required. And you got to dig in your heels, pull up your sleeves and get to work. And that's what I was like, okay, I see where you're coming at. I see where you're coming from, God. I got you. So, boom get the business. I'm working the business, working the business. And yeah, it's still up and coming and it's still going slowly, but I have something that's mine. I have something that I can work with my child so that she can see the 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 benefits of having something that's your own and working toward it. And I think that's just such a beautiful thing to share with your children that they don't have to go to a job, clock in, make somebody else rich their entire life. They don't have to do that. And so that happened. Now, struggling, going back and forth. Um, money's not coming in like I needed with the business, but it's like, okay, cool. And then another uh, family member hit me up. They want to use my expertise uh, to help them with their own business that they have. So I'm like, okay, God just is coming through. All these different sources of income are coming into my lap right when I need it the most. It's just stuff that you got to work for. And I was like, Oh, man. And here I was doubting you. And he was like, I will not take you to a place where I will not provide. And I was just like, Ooh. all right, daddy, I heard you. Like, I got you. I will not take you to a place where I will not provide. And I think sometimes we forget that in our human situations that he is God. and He is bigger than any situation that we could ever come across. And he's already given us the victory over anything that we face. We just got to accept it and rock with it. Like mind boggling, right? Just mind boggling. We already got the victory. Any situation that you come across where you feeling defeated, you feeling like you can't overcome, you already got the victory. Already got the victory. It's yours. Claim it and walk in it. That's all you got to do. Claim it and walk in it. And so... Months go by. Now school is out. I'm enjoying the summer with my babe. I'm like, business going to blow up. I started driving for Lyft to bring in extra money. Ended up getting a little fender bender with their car because I rented their car. Mm, Lyft didn't work out this summer the way I was supposed. it was supposed to. And here we are again. Um, money's a little short. I'm looking at a situation where things are super tight. I don't know how I'm about to get things paid. And when I tell y'all, I'm stressed. I'm like... Oh my God, like I got to do something strange for this change. And I'm who told my homegirls in a joking way. <laughs> I was just joking with them. Kind of not really, but I was just joking. And 
I should have known they wasn't the friends you could just joke with something like that. And they looked at me like, Rebecca, are you serious? <laughs> and one of them has been knowing me the longest. And um, she's like, oh my God, I'm just joking. <laughs> Trying to laugh it off. And she was like, no, she ain't. She ain't joking. <laughs> and when I tell y'all, I didn't know that they were such beasts and prayer warriors, but uh, they started praying over your girl. And I ended up giving, ended up getting delivered from some things that had nothing to do with what I was talking about. And then it just took me back. Like God was like, man, you still don't trust me? Like I still ain't provided enough for you. And when I tell y'all like dang near $2,500 got collected and delivered to me within like 10 days and I ain't had nothing to do with it. I said, well, damn, God, you be spoiling the shit out of me. Like, I really am your favorite. And like, I just don't understand how I could be your favorite, how you could treat me so good, but you still treat everybody else just as good if like crazy stuff. But it required me trusting him, allowing him to do what he wants to do. And so sometimes you got to stop denying who you are what you are and trusting in that because that's where the power is. Stop looking for someone to save you because God has given you everything that you need if you will just trust. If you will just see that through, whatever it is that he told you, whatever it is, whoever it is that you believe in, trust. Because I know there's all these different religions, but at the end of the day, there's one God in my mind, you know, and I just know that to be true. And whatever you, whatever you believe in, there's just one God. What name you want to call him? It doesn't even matter as long as you believe, man. And stop thinking that you're less than what you are. You are powerful. You are beautiful. You are special. You are chosen. And you can do all things. Anything that you want to do, you can do. Any situation in, if you are getting beat, if you're going through sexual assault, if you're going through drug addiction, if you are starving right now, if you're hungry and you feel like my life is over, you have the power to change it. Change your mind and your surroundings will have no choice but to follow suit. Start this self-love journey and start speaking positivity into your life. Anything that's negative, cut it out. I don't care if it's your own family, cut them off for the time being. Sometimes a little distance is good so that you can really walk into all that you are. Well, I just wanna let y'all know, no matter what, you gonna be okay. If you're facing eviction, you lost your job. Another one's coming. If you about to get kicked out your apartment, either your rent gonna get paid or you about to get another one. Like, don't dwell in what it look like. Just start speaking what you want. Manifest that into your own life. Into your own life. Because it's all on you. The savior that you're looking for is you. 
all that magic, that fairy tale, that's all you. You are magical. You are powerful. You are everything. All right, you guys. On that note, I want to thank you guys for rocking with me tonight on this episode of Queen's Club Radio. And please check out the other episodes if you have not already. And as you guys know, I do have a jewelry business. So if you want some $5 gems, please go check out Regal Gems on my Facebook page. And you can buy some gems at regalrebeccagems.com. And that's R-E-G-A-L-R-E-B-E-C-C-A-G-E-M-S.com. All right, you guys. I want to thank you guys again so much. I hope I'll see you guys next week and have a beautiful night. Remember to stay true. Love you. Peace.